Hey everybody, John Millen here with the Benefit Hackers podcast for the Millen Group. I'm going to talk about um, a lesson I learned a while ago and I would encourage you to listen to this and you may want to try to learn this lesson if you haven't already and it's about getting advice um, and getting more specifically strategic advice and the context I'm going to use is is a business but it could be for for a variety of things. It could be advice on your health. It could be advice on your child that's having trouble in school. It could be advice on grading the back of your yard. Like it could p- apply to anything that's of that's of importance, not little tiny things like, hey, I need your advice on what restaurant to go to. That's a bit different. So I'm talking about advice that has a problem or a situation or a concern you're trying to resolve that's of a certain magnitude, right? You want to fix it, it's causing an issue. I'm going to give you some context before I give you an actual example because I think we all relate to this. And it comes to our house. Whenever you have a HVAC problem and you, you know, summer the, the, the system goes out so it's 190 degrees upstairs or in the winter the heat goes out and it's like 12 degrees inside and it's, and it's you know, minus 7 outside. Whatever the issue is, we've all experienced at some point or can imagine what do you do when you're like, oh my gosh, after you do a little tinkering, check to make sure the unit's on, the fuses are working, right? You do, depending on how skilled you are, you're going to do a couple things. And then finally, you're going to be like, I don't know what the heck's going on. And I'm going to give you an example of getting advice, um, strategic advice, and getting a proposal or a quote or a rate or an opinion. And how this, on a very small scale or somewhat small scale for me, on your home, is magnified when you're dealing with benefits or health and welfare things for your company or or organization. So hang with me. I'll keep this short, but I want to make this this analogy connection because I think it will really help because I was not always thinking this way. And several years ago, I am thinking maybe a decade, maybe not quite a decade, I um, had a mentor someone that I respected, that I was learning from and training from. And I learned this lesson. <clears throat> and up until then, I was like, that's such bull. Like, I don't, no way. So my brain was shutting it down. And then once I learned more about it and I listened and I opened my mind, I said, you know what? That's got, that is fascinating. Like that is not how most people think, but that's the way I should think. And so I started it. All right. You call the HVAC company or your whoever you call to fix your issue and they say hey john i can come out in three to two days um uh, next monday it's now let's say it's a friday we can take a look at it and see what's going on because they don't know what it is over the phone i say great and then they say um it's going to be monday at two o'clock and there's actually a service fee it's 89 dollars service fee i'm like what are you what are you i how insulted you're insulting me. You're going to charge me to come look at my system and then give me, try to sell me something uh, or make me pay more money, right? No, I don't think so. Like, no, I'm not, I don't understand why I have to do this. So you hang up the phone, you call somebody else. You call somebody else. They say, hey, no problem. And by this time, you've waited because you got mad and went to work and now it's the afternoon and you call someone else. And they say, hey, we can come out on Tuesday of next week. I go, oh my gosh, you know, it is like 150 degrees in my house. I'm going crazy. Can you come out on Saturday or Sunday? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We can do a weekend call. It's going to be more money because it's an emergency visit. But uh, we can come out Saturday morning and it's going to be $199. 
You're like, what is going on? This is more expensive. Well, sir, it's it's a weekend. You know, it's limitation of, of visits. And yes, well, you can wait till Tuesday if you want. Like, no, I'm not paying 200 bucks for you to come out and try to sell. So no, hang up the phone. Call a third person. It's in your newsletter and your in your community association. And you go, hey, this is going on. They go, no problem. I could probably swing out t- tonight. And you wait. And you're waiting. Like, okay. And that's it. Like, yeah. And I said, there's, there's no fee or anything? No. I'll come out. Look. Oh, my God. Yes. Do it. So they come out. You meet them at the house. You're so excited because you're like, hey, I, you know, I knew I was getting ripped off with those fees being charged. Comes out. And you're inside. And they're filling with something outside. Because I don't know what the heck they're doing. And, and he says, Mr. Millen, can you, you know, um, you have a bad, um, you have a bad compressor. Um, you know, how long have you been in the house? I'm like, oh boy, we've been here 15 years. He's like, okay. And you were the original owner? Yeah. So, yeah, these were, you know, homes made by the developer. And I'm like, yes. Ours is like a, like a little bit of a spec home. I'm like, yep. And so usually, you know, the systems they put in are not that great, the quality. They don't put a lot of attention to that. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. So your unit is basically at its useful life, and so you should you need to replace it. I'm like, crap! What's that going to be? And I forget exactly what it was because this is a real situation. This was back in my old home, and I think it was five grand, maybe um, upstairs. I don't know, four or five thousand. It was so much. I'm like, uh, okay, let me uh, get back to you on that. So then. Um, my wife comes home, we talk about it and, and she said, it's something, either she said it or I said something like, maybe we should get a second opinion <laughs> before we spend five grand. Like it makes total sense. We probably need to do it, but I don't really have five grand sitting aside in a paper bag, you know, burning a hole in the bottom of it to be spent. So let me see if I can find a second opinion. She's like, call one of those back, pay the damn fee, <clears throat> darn fee. She didn't swear. I'm just adding that for effect <clears throat> to keep you engaged. And I called someone back and I forget what the fee was. It doesn't really matter. And they came out and um, within a few minutes, he came in and said, Mr. Mellon, you want to come here for a second? I'm going to tell you what I think is going on. I'm like, oh, great. Walk outside, go around. And he's holding this thing that looks like a beer can or a soda can. He said, you have a bad, um, you have a bad capacitor. I think that's what it's called. It's like a tin can thing. He's like, I'm like, okay. And he's like, yeah, I can fix that for you. That That's it? That, that Yeah, this thing goes out and, um, you know, it's not that bad. And I said, well, how much is it to fix it? I'm thinking like $80,000. It's like $50 and then my labor. So I don't know, it'll be about $150, $200, something like that. I said, it's not a bad unit? He's like, no, it's not, there's nothing wrong with your unit. It's a little bit older. It's tight. It's not leaking. Your capacitor, once I fix this, We'll see, but I'm pretty certain it's going to fix it. If it doesn't, you know, I'm not going to charge him. I'm like, all right. So sure enough, he has something in his truck. It comes back. Boom. System on. No problem. $150 fix. And I was like, why? Wait a minute. I was told by not just one company, but others, they were going to charge me um, a fee. And I said, no. And then I called somebody else and they came out and they looked at it and they said, I need a whole new system. And I didn't pay them a fee. And I paid you a fee and you came out and you said, no, it wasn't that. Why is that? He said, yeah, that's pretty typical. 
because homeowners don't know what you're talking about, so they'll come out there and, you know, you got a 15-year-old system, they're going to do that. You've got to be kidding me. People that about ready to rip me off. He's like, yeah, sorry, John, you are an adult, right? (laughs) This shit happens. I'm like, Richard, you are the best. And from that day on, the only person I used was Richard on everything. Every single thing in my home related to anything he could help me with because he was honest. I trusted him. He gave me strategic advice and he told me what I needed and I did pay a little fee, right, for him to come out. But was it worth it? I think it was. So that's the analogy I want you to remember. Next time you go and you're like, I'm tired of my healthcare plan being so expensive. I'm tired of our coverage being so crappy because we basically put all the risk on the employees and you know, over time, our broker keeps saying, well, you know, $4,000 deductible is not that bad, guys. You know, I have company clients with more. And, you know, statistically, most of your employees will never meet that. So it doesn't really matter. And you get that advice from your broker because, you know, they don't care. It's not their money. It's not their employees. And, you know, they make more money as your costs go up. So what do they care about solving your problem? And so you realize that you have a problem in your non-cash compensation bucket called health benefits that is growing at 10 or 12 or 15% a year. And that means in like six, seven, eight years, it's going to double. And it means your coverage is getting worse because you're putting them on skinny networks and the pharmacy plans changing and your specialty drugs are being carved out and, <clears throat> and uh, they're denying all kinds of things. And we're changing the deductible and co-insurance is going out of 50% instead of 10%. All this has been happening for the past decade, if not two decades. And yet, of you, 84% of companies across the nation, according to um, studies that have been done, do nothing different, but yet renew. Make some tweaks, but do nothing systematically different. That is embarrassing. Why? Two reasons. One, it's not your fault if you're the decision maker or you're involved. It's not your fault. Because you don't spend 50 or 60 hours in it. You're being told things from an ecosystem. And this is like the hard truth that I didn't know initially and I had to learn this hard way. So I'm just giving you some free advice just for your time, right? Your time is very valuable. So you're getting, you're getting equal measure of advice right back in your face, whether you want to accept it or not, whether you like it, whether you're like, oh crap, I wish I didn't know that. I don't really care. Because this is the hard truth of what's going on in healthcare. In 2023, the healthcare system in the US was $4.3 trillion. That's everything doctors, hospitals, insurance, brokerages, agencies, medical devices, pharmaceutical, add it all up. It's like the fifth largest country in the world, according to. Per, for GDP, if it were, if that was a country, the GDP four point three trillion is bigger than than all but three or four or five, maybe five countries in the world, and yet everyone in that ecosystem makes more money as you buy stuff from them, as you buy your shit from them, they make more money as your costs go up. They make more money as your costs go up. So your brain should say, what incentive do they have to reduce my costs and bring me new strategic ideas? None. No financial 
obligation or reason. They're actually disincented. And a rep at a company, and I know this because I talk to people. You talk to people, you hear things. When I ask them, why are you not doing custom plans? Yeah, my uh, my uh, our office isn't real keen on that. We, we you know we typically use like Maritain or you know an Anthem ASO contract or U, uh, UMR stuff like that. Like, but no, no, that's not a custom plan. That's a retail self funded. You're not fixing anything. Why are you not doing wholesale custom plans? Yeah, they they just they don't. This is not one of the, something they offer us, John. I'll tell you why, Bobby Junior. All excited, two years in, sales rep, three year contract. Hope you make your quotas. If not, you change brokerage. Because you've run out of your three-year, your three-year uh, window, it's because they make less money. They will make less money if you sell that. It's better for your clients. It's ethically better. You should at least be offering it. But yes, they make less money. Their bonuses go down because guess what? At ten million dollars, carriers are paying a retention bonus that's two to five percent of that amount. So if you got ten million, and you maintain ten million or more in a certain carrier. They're going to pay you two to five percent on the ten million. That's two hundred to five hundred grand. No, sorry, that's two million to five million dollars bonus, right? No, two hundred thousand. Whatever it is, it's a shit ton of money. There's a disincentive to keep, to try to help you, but you're not going to feel that. You're not going to be told that. You're not going to be. No one's going to put that in writing unless you turn your brain on. And you're like, I heard this thing from this dude that has a podcast. And I think he's full of crap, but it certainly makes sense to me. And I'm not really good at using common sense because you know nobody wants us to use our common sense or think for a second. We just whatever we're told, we just do it, right? Oh, that's not what I've been told. My broker, Bob, he's been with us 20 years. Bob's a good guy. Bob would have said this, right? Bob should have told me this. Bob doesn't even know. Bob's about ready to retire if he's been doing it 20 years. He can give a shit. I'm telling you, this is reality what's going on in healthcare. And when I tell this to CFOs and, and presidents, owners, and HR, sometimes HR cares, usually not. Sorry. Sorry, you want to keep things the same. CFOs usually perk up a lot like, holy crap. Owners and presidents are like, what? And then board of directors, when they hear this, sometimes if they're astute, they're like, uh, we need to get some second, we need to get some analysis done on this stuff. Like, what, this is not cool. It depends on who you are. You're the payroll person. You could care less. You let, you care, but you don't. There's nothing in it for you and your company, for you personally. What's in it for you personally? Why should you personally care? If you're HR, you should personally care because your employees look to you to help them with this. They don't care that you have a relationship with Mary Sue that answers all your emails. They could give a shit. They don't care about that. They care about you're not being ripped off in cost and the coverage is crappy and it's not working and there's no customer service and doctors. Like there's all these other reasons. That's why you should care. And once you understand this, you understand that, hey, I need maybe some better advice, some better strategic ideas. Then you go and you pay for that. Because what you're going to get if you get a free proposal or a quote or some fancy brochure that makes you feel good because it's three ring binded and it's got a leather bound case and it's got like, holy crap, it's got all this stuff that makes the hundred year history of the company and blah, 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 a bunch of window dressing nonsense. What are strategic ideas you're giving me? And what's my five-year plan? Show me what I'm going to look like in three to five years. That's the first thing. 
And then um, what are you going to do to help contain the number one driver of our costs? And you probably know what this is, right? You've been told this from your broker. What are you doing to help drive and contain the number, the size, and the frequency, size, and severity of my claims? And when I ask that question, you know what I hear from CFOs and HR? Um, yeah, yeah, they do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like what? What did I say? Um, well, they said uh, keep, you know, education. Keep edu- we're educating. You know, we keep educating every quarter of a newsletter. Educate people about, you know, how to use their wellness program. I'm like, okay, cool. What else? Um, uh, we have a disease management program that uh, for them. Okay. Like what? What kind of diseases are you trying to manage? And how does that work? Well, like um, it's uh, like heart and um, kidney dialysis stuff. Okay, so what, what have the results been of those programs? Like how much have you saved? What does the report look like? Um, yeah, I'm sure it's, I'm sure we have something. I'm sure, you know, they meet with us. They meet with us a couple times a year. Okay, so what does that look like? It's nothing. They're not doing anything. It's a bunch of garbage. It's all smoke and mirrors. What is my claims management strategy? And I show them these are the nine areas of claims. These are the buckets of where the biggest claims are coming from according to Sun Life that publishes a freaking report that shows all of the stop loss claims and where are they coming from and what's it been the last year and five years? What's the trend? What's the average cost? Look it up. It's not me. It's based on five million data points and they do this every year. Like, here's what they say. Cancer, specialty drugs, Rylase. It's a drug for cancer. It's $800,000 a year. You have one person that gets on that drug. You just incurred eight hundred grand. What are you going to do if that happens? Uh, uh, well, I don't know. We, we probably pick it up at CVS. <laughs> so... Um, You want to get strategic advice. Back to my topic. I veered off a little bit. When you ask for a strategic analysis, like when when someone says, John, I want you to do that thing that you do. And I said, what? Our healthcare cost modeling analysis. Yes. It's 15 pages. I do it. I use all my vendors. I come back with real data based on what's going on with them. And I say, of the six strategies, you're doing one. You said you've looked at two, the second one, but there are four other strategies and you've never done an analysis on those. Why? Um, broker just didn't probably feel like it was worth worth it. Did the broker even, have you ever, do you even know what these are? Mm, sort of, not really. So the broker doesn't know what they are. Wonder why that is. Is it because you're asking for a Cadillac and they only sell Fords and Hondas? Mm, no, we don't sell Lexus, John, sorry, or, or Cadillac, or we don't sell Ferraris. Or Maseratis, you know, we want to bet um, Mercedes Benz. You know, Mercedes Benz. <clears throat> the reason we don't sell Mercedes Benz at our dealership is because German engineering. You know, it's just <clears throat> they're very difficult to maintain. Like when they when they break, very expensive. Or like a Honda, a Toyota, Chevy. Like the repair is a lot lower. So that's why we don't sell them because we're not allowed to because they won't give us a license to sell them and we don't like selling them. It's all very simple, folks. I'm giving you like years and years and years of hard lessons learned from me by being in the industry. I'm like, why have I not been taught this? Oh, 
I go to a major medical carrier conference and I learn about their new product design for the next year. And I start asking questions about their tailored network. Like, so this is really like a skinny network. Well, John, we don't call it skinny networks. We call it tailored because it's tailored to the person. Like, oh, so that's why when I talked to a, a prospect last week and they were on your skinny, I mean, tailored network. And they said, when we go to use the plan, our employees say nothing's covered and they get big charges in the mail. It's because they're going to a hospital that's not in your tailored network. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Probably. Yes, that's exactly what's going on. So that's really that's really tailored for them to go bankrupt. That's great. All right. That's all I got. Pay for advice. Get an analysis. Ask around. Ask people on calls. Just have fun with it. Next time you get a call from a broker, have fun. Like there people were calling you all the time. Just just when they call you, hey, this is Bob from USI, or this is Mary Sue from One Digital, or this is Mr. Smith from Aon Hewitt, Mercer, Marsh um, Agency, Inc., Brown & Brown Incorporated. It doesn't matter. When they call you, have fun and go, hey, um, question. Um, I'd like you to do a, a cost modeling analysis on our company. They'd be like, oh, yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Can you tell me like, um, can you tell me what it looks like? Can you show me just a quick sample? On the, you don't have to show me the details. Like, um, they don't send it to me. Just show me real quickly what it is or tell me what are the components. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, actually, it's not my department. Um, no, I've only been here um, two years, but I'm going to get Mr. Smith, Smith Sr. He's been here. He's like the main producer. You see him once a year if, if you're lucky, but he comes in and he closes the deal when he gets it closed. And he moves on to the next person because he's Mr. Smith Sr. And so but you're not going to see him very often. Um, and he really doesn't care because he has no vested interest in whether you stay or not because we're a big firm. Um, but I, I shouldn't have said that. But yes, we do We do some benchmarking. We have an, an ERISA attorney that we're going to put on a proposal. We, we'll be glad to give you a proposal and come out um, and talk to you. No, 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 no. I don't want a proposal. Want an analysis, a strategic analysis. Like show me where the – show me what you – like – what would be in that? And just ask the brokers. Ask them. What would you put in there? Don't tell them what you want. Don't be like, hey, I want a claims analysis. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want the uh, six areas of financing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Have fun and find out for yourself. I know because I ask friends of mine and people in the industry. I go, dude, I, you know, I don't know about you, but I've never been told. I had to learn the hard way that there are six ways of financing healthcare, and even to this day, when I explain the sixth one, people are like, "Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't do that." What do you mean you don't do that? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't bring that up to my clients. You don't bring up a strategy to your clients. Why? Yeah, it's just not. Um, I just don't think it's a good fit. It's got this and this, and they start throwing out random things that aren't even true. I'm like, but that's not true. Like that, that's not even going on. Well, yeah, I just said, so it's because you're not getting paid as much money, right? Well, yeah, the commissions are lower. Yeah, no, no. And you never studied it because I studied it. And at first I didn't like it. And then I studied it like, holy cow, this has a fit, not everywhere. And, you know, it doesn't matter to me because I get paid a fixed rate, a PEPM or a consulting fee. So I don't care which one you do. I get paid the same amount, but I want to at least know about it and share it. And I've placed a couple of cases already and they love it. Not everybody is a good fit, but you know, you shouldn't be telling all six to everybody. 
Well, you know, what's that four, four and five, John? I've never seen that. This happens in the industry. And so all I'm saying is do a little reconnaissance work and just have fun with people or your own broker or send an email. But just be ready. Be prepared. You'll be like, oh my God, my world has been shattered. My broker's not that good. Or my broker is really good. And you're like, oh, great. Okay. I'm not saying everybody is bad and I'm good. I'm just saying that 98% of the ecosystem is average. We all do the same thing. So we're all kind of vanilla. But what you want to ask is, hey, what is it you do just a little differently than everybody else? Like, what is it that makes you just a little bit special? Not maybe not different or unique, just like what's special about you? Like, where do you really shine? Where's your subject matter expertise? And I would tell you what ours is. It's identifying the root cause and finding the right fit of the six strategies based on your size and based where you're going. Are you growing? Are you flat? Are you declining? What's important for your for your company financially? What's important for your employees to for to attract and retain? And what's the best? set of solutions to manage the number one thing you have to look at, which is claims. And there's 25 different things, tools you can put in place. You don't use them all. You use them strategically over the period of the next 24 to 36 months. And some of them kick in day one. So that's it. All right. I got to go. Millingroup.com. See ya.